You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ in others, and grows together in our faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on Easter Sunday, April 4th, 2021, by the Reverend Lex Breckenridge, Rector at St. Thomas. of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there and the cloth that had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple who reached the tomb first also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to their home. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabuni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me, because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you. When you're weary, feeling small, those opening lines from Paul Simon's great bridge over troubled waters is how I began last year's Easter sermon. Those words perfectly captured, for me at least, 
the sense of bone tiredness, the sense that events were just out of control, that seemed to be so pervasive in the first weeks of pandemic lockdown. Yes, we were all weary and feeling small. How many more weeks of this can we take, we were asking ourselves. You know, if someone had told me that this was going to go on for a year and more, well, I, I just wouldn't have believed it. But here we are, a year later, and the fourth wave of the virus is spiking. We aren't out of the woods by a long shot. Yet on this Easter morning, Easter 2021, I am neither weary nor feeling small. No, I'm filled with hope. As hard as this past year has been, it's also been a year of revelation. We've worn our masks and maintained social distance and stay home not only for our own well-being, but also as a mark of compassion and caring for others. We've recognized what we miss when we're not able to be with family, when we're not able to be with friends, when we're not able to gather in community. So I hope never again, never again, will we take our relationships for granted. You know, we're in a time of transition, of transformation. A year of pandemic and lockdown is presenting us with real opportunities for positive, constructive change. Opportunities for deeper connection, opportunities for more compassionate service and caring, Opportunities for making permanent that lockdown spirit that said, you know, we're all in this together. I'm filled with hope. So yes, this Easter morning is quite different from Easter a year ago. Reflecting on this this week, I've been drawn to something from Luke's Gospel. Right at the beginning of Luke's Gospel, the priest Zechariah, who's also the father of John the Baptist, He's aware that his wife's first cousin, Mary, will soon give birth to the one who will be the Messiah of Israel. And Zechariah sings this song, and it's part of our evening prayer liturgy. The song of Zechariah that's also known as the Benedictus, we hear him sing, By the tender mercy of God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. Dawn, it feels like it's breaking at last. Easter, today, is the beginning, the first fruits of the harvest that Jesus has been talking about. The light's breaking through the shadows. But of course, there's still shadows that remain. Easter isn't the end of creation's labor pain. Easter points the way forward to the end. Easter is the unfolding where love and justice and peace and joy will have the last word. The sun will rise. And so here we are this morning. I love John's telling of the beginning of the resurrection story. Early on the first day of the week, at dawn, Mary Magdalene arrives, so poetic, early on the first day of the week. Can you just see it? Can't you imagine it? And Mary's in grief and mourning. 
her teacher and her best friend has been brutally put to death by the power of empire abetted by organized religion. And she comes to a garden. That's where her friend's body has been taken, to a garden. Can you hear, can you see echoes of another garden? A garden at the dawn of creation? A garden where the first humans, Adam and Eve, heard the divine call to till and keep. Till and keep the precious earth. You know, there's a through line that runs from that garden in a place called Eden to this morning's garden. A garden where Mary will find to her astonishment that the tomb where her friend had been laying is now empty. And then a presence, one whom she at first believes to be the gardener, asks her what she's looking for. And she says, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him and I'll take him away. The stranger then makes a strange reply. Mary, Mary, Mary. And immediately her eyes are open and she recognizes this voice, the voice that's called her name, the voice of the Good Shepherd, the voice that calls each one of his sheep, each and every one, by name. His final words to Mary give us a clue that this amazing experience, this resurrection event, isn't the end of the story. Do not hold on to me, he says, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go and tell my brothers that I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. You know, we're reminded of something we read two Sundays ago from Jesus' last public teaching. He said this, And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people, all people, to myself. Resurrection, as remarkable as it is, isn't the end of the story. It's a new beginning. It's just dawn at the breaking of a new day. So here we are on this spring day, although it doesn't feel much like spring out there right now. But it's nevertheless, it is a spring day here in this northwest garden where we live. God, I love this time of the year in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, creation is waking up right in front of our eyes. And as more of us receive vaccinations and as we continue to care for each other by taking precautions to mask and keep our distance, pandemic and lockdown will begin to lift. And you know what? Life's not going to be like it was 14 months ago. You know, we're not going back to February of 2020. And that's a good thing, I think. Because something new is being born. A new dawn is breaking, and we're part of shaping this new future with God's help. Because Easter means new life. Easter means change. Easter means that the powers of despair and death don't have the last word. 
Easter means that the isolated and the lonely have hope. Easter means we are all together in the body of Christ, even if it will be just a little bit longer until we can all physically gather again. For those who are living in despair in the midst of pain or grief or sorrow or loss, Easter means you are not alone. Easter means that Jesus knows your suffering. Easter means that Jesus suffers with you. Easter means that you will rise in power and glory with Jesus. Easter means that God has taken the worst event in the world, God himself put to death on a Roman cross and reframed it into the best thing that ever happened. The Roman cross of death has become the tree of life. So here we are on the first day of the week. It's dawn. We've been on a terrible and amazing journey together. And the journey goes on. And so do we, filled with hope. Alive with Easter joy, ready to embrace the new life that's being born. And God knows, ready to embrace each other. Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website www.stthomasmedinamedina.org That's a www.stthomasmedina.org